know, I posted something on social media today. It said, if you could sit on the bench for an hour with one person and talk to them, who would it be? Did you answer it or you want me to answer it? I want you to answer it. I would say probably, I know this is going to be a surprise, but I would say Christ. Jesus Christ. That's who I would want to talk to because I got a lot of questions. And you know, that was probably the most popular answer was God or Christ because people want to know what's going on. Right. So that same thing being in the, on that same vein, if you were going on a trip as a human being and you could only take one thing, there's one thing that we all need to have in our backpack for life, and that is forgiveness. And that's what we're going to be talking about on this episode of the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee coming up next. Welcome to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, where amazing things happen. Our goal is to help build, repair, and restore healthy relationships. Our primary focus is on the marriage relationship. However, the topics are applicable to the relationships that we value most. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's go. We are back with just you and I. You said I know, that, I'm so excited. You said before we actually got started that this is going to be a fun time, not because of the topic we're going to be talking about, but because we've been having interviews and we've been doing the book stuff and but now, free, y'all. but now we're back in the episodes of finishing up season three. Yes, we are. And I'm excited about what we're going to talk about, because I think this is a topic that we really need to have a very good working understanding of, because so many of us know what we think forgiveness is. Right. But we're also going to talk about what forgiveness is not. Right. Because if you really think about it, it is a process. You know, we talk about processes a lot on the show. And even with that being said, we're going to kind of go through a process of forgiveness, whether you're seeking it from your spouse or your significant other, or you're actually granting it because you're going to be on both sides. Yes. And and being able to accept it, that is a very important part. And to recognize that we all need it. Absolutely. So you want to start it out? You said you wanted to start it out with. Yeah, I want to start off with Matthew 6. It says, forgive others as God has forgiven you. And I know for me, that was my first initial understanding of forgiveness was when I was on that trip with Donna and she asked me about giving my heart to Christ. I realized that how could how could my how, how could I expect for God to forgive me when I couldn't forgive? And I understand that we on our own don't really have the capacity to forgive because right. most of the times we want that little thing called revenge. And that's going to be one of the things when it comes to talking about or actually granting forgiveness. But, you know, a lot of couples are actually going to go through this regardless of how long you've been married, whether you're new or you've actually just getting or new or actually been involved or re- married for years and years and years. This is an area that we are going to go through over and over and over again. It's a part of everyday life. Absolutely. Either you're going to be forgiving someone. I remember when Aaron was little, we would pray with her at night and, you know, we would pray the prayer. Father, forgive those who have trespassed against me against me and I forgive those who trust I've trespassed against. So we need to be asking for forgiveness every day and we need to be giving forgiveness every single day. And that's just one of the most important things we can have in our toolbox as, as it relates to relationships is the ability to forgive and to be able to bounce back. 
And so we're going to actually be talking about the actual seeking and the actual granting part of forgiveness because it goes back and forth because you have to have two people involved in the process. And like I said at the very beginning, it is a process that you're going to go through and we want to share with you some of the things that it it takes to go through that process. And I also want to talk about before we get into the seeking and the granting, I think it's important for us to understand that, you know, you hear people say, oh, forgive and forget and and you hear that all the time, but I think that that is very misleading because you're not going to forget. Right. The essence of forgiveness is to understand that you can't change the past. No. Whatever happened has happened. And to forgive does not mean that you're saying that what the other person did was right. It doesn't mean that you're saying that you are accepting it. It, you're, what you're saying is, I give up the right to give you a consequence for it. And so forgiveness is really for us. It's for us to let go of the wrong and to move on. But then we're also going to talk about some of the elements of the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation and how they don't always go together. Mm-hmm. And so let's go into the seeking. So we just wanted to kind of put that out there. Forgiving does not mean you're going to lose your mind and forget it. Forgiveness means you make a decision to consciously let go. And that and that's the very beginning of it, because when you think about seeking forgiveness first, that the first thing you actually have to do is admit yeah. that there was something that was wrong, that you did something wrong, because there come times in your own relationship where we always talk about on the episodes or on the show a lot about doing some self inventory and looking at yourself and thinking about you as a whole. And when you do something wrong, sometimes that can be very challenging for us to admit that we have a problem. Sometimes that could be because of pride. Sometimes that can be because of ego or just not wanting and, to and make sometimes mistakes. Sometimes it can be because we've developed some really bad habits of not looking at ourselves. We're always looking at other people, never really saying, if I keep finding myself in these same situations, because that's one of the things for me, I, I realize that if I have to keep apologizing for the things I say to people, Maybe I need to think about what I'm going to say before I say it. And so there is some things that we have to do internally to make sure that not that we're going to get it where we never have to go and ask for forgiveness, but where we're not asking for forgiveness for the same things. Because then again, forgiveness is a, it's not just the words, it's a turned behavior. It's mm-hmm. a change in your heart. Because let's look at it from this perspective, because the first step in seeking forgiveness is that you're going to be actually admitting that you got something, you did yes. something wrong. But the other side of that, when you're actually granting the forgiveness of, say, I did something to you Mm -hmm. wrong, you're actually going to acknowledge it. Yes. And when we talk about acknowledging, this is all you're on the granting side of the street right now where you have to acknowledge that it was pain happened. Mm -hmm. It was it could be sometimes betrayal. It could be disappointment. And and, uh, a phrase that we hear a lot now is disrespect. You know, you hear it all the time, whether it's in sports or in life or on TV or in movies or whatever. You always disrespecting me. That is the part of the acknowledging part, you know, and we're going to go a little bit deeper into the acknowledging part and some of the other parts of the granting part, because when you grant forgiveness to someone, you're, you said it at the very beginning, you're giving up your right for things. But we're going to wait for that a little bit in the second half after we do the intermission and everything. But because that is a part of the process. Yeah. You think well, for you, when was the biggest, what was your biggest opportunity for to forgive? How was it? How e- was it easier or hard for you? I think when if I had to pick something just from our own relationship, I thank God that there is not a lot of 
seeking and granting of forgiveness because I think we we did that at the very beginning of our relationship because we're human, we're young and we're getting to know each other. But when we started out, it seemed like I was asking for forgiveness a whole lot more than than seeking granting it because it seemed like I was making a lot of mistakes because I didn't know who I was. I wouldn't say I acknowledged the part of well, I'm saying your biggest your biggest encounter with forgiveness where you saw the benefits benefits of forgiveness. Um, I would probably say at the very beginning, are you talking about in our relationship just or just in, I mean, just, in, in, just in life in general? Yeah, just in general. Because in, in life in general, I would probably say when I gave my life to Christ. And a lot of times it comes back to that because there I was harboring unforgiveness towards myself for things that I had done in the past. You know, I stole things from people before. Um, I spoke ill of people before. And while those things, I don't do those, I try not to do those anymore, especially the stealing part. I don't do that yeah, anymore. Yeah, I know you, don't, you can't do but, that anymore. But it, sometimes it can be a little bit harder when you not speak ill of someone, you know, or not speak in the best light of someone. And, and that was very challenging for me for a long time because it was more reflective of how I felt about myself. Mm-hmm. And that tends to fall into that realm of how you feel about yourself is what you're going to project out to other people. And so if I'm feeling insecure or I'm feeling challenged about who I am as an individual, I'm going to project that on others. I don't know if that answers your question, but that's what I came up with. (laughs) Okay, you know, and I think a part of it is understanding that when you like you talk about seeking forgiveness, admitting it, understanding. I think a big part of it is understanding that you may not have felt that way. And one of the things that I think we don't understand about forgiveness is it's not that you go to the person and ask them. Mm-hmm. It's that that person comes to you. So you don't keep going to people. Hey, did I do something to you? Hey, did I do something? No, the person who has the problem has to go to that person. Right. It's not that you are constantly going around asking people, hey, did I do something to you? Because the person who has the offense should be the one to initiate it, just like we talk about with the timeout. So whoever has the problem has to go to that person. And so that under just understanding how to make forgiveness a part of your life where it benefits you. Because I know for me, my first encounter where I really saw the benefit of forgiveness was with my mom. Mm -hmm. Because for years and years and years and years and years, I was so angry and bitter and and upset with her. And so when I got saved and when I forgave my mom first and then I got saved, I realized, man, this forgiveness thing is like like liberating. I was going to say it lifts a big weight. So it makes you feel so light. And so when you actually see the benefits of forgiveness, because I do believe that some people forgive quick and easy mm-hmm. and some people it's more of a process. So I think it really depends on your personality and your temperament. And so how you probably are as a person is probably going to be how you forgive. Right. And I think about a big part of that is having the understanding and empathizing what that person is going through. So mm-hmm. if I offend you, I have to realize that I did something wrong, but I also want to feel or acknowledge that I hurt you. Yeah. In some kind of way, mm-hmm. because if I don't hurt, recognize that, it's probably going to happen again. Yeah, it will. It, it really will. It, 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 but I, I think back, one of the things that you actually did for me is when we got married, and this is on the granting side, you know, after I try to understand what you're going through, is you kind of set new boundaries and new expectations of my behavior. What towards do you me. mean, baby? Because I would say... 
I remember one particular situation without going into too many details. It's okay, you can go into No, no, I'm, well, I won't go into the details of the actual okay. infraction, let's call it that. Mm-hmm. But I, I really wanted to acknowledge the part that what you did for me was you kind of gave me a marker because you kind of set for me some ideas of was it what was acceptable and what wasn't. Like as an example, if I just kept to myself, if I have a problem, and this is one that I think about a lot all the time. And you kind of mentioned it a little bit at the very beginning when we first got together and we would have a disagreement about something. And you may bring something to me. You didn't like I, how I did something or said something or whatever the case may have been. And then I took the opportunity to start telling you how I felt about something I didn't like that you did. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, now it went from... Not only me understanding and trying to empathize, but it came back to me going to that tit for tat. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, you said something. So guess what? I'm going to tell you what you do wrong, too. Right. You know, and that is a part of the very beginning of setting up defenses and setting up boundaries. But what you did was when I what I'm talking about is you actually communicated to me that, OK, this is not the time for you to come to me when I with something that you did towards me. If I had a problem, I have to take the opportunity to come to you and say, I have a problem, right. not bring it up because you brought something up. And I think what that does is it makes the person, it it, it helps you to understand that when you come to me, just like if I came to you with a physical wound and I say, hey, could you help me? You're not going to say, well, no, I got a wound too. So I can't help you with your wound until my wound gets healed. And so that's kind of what we talked about was, you know, okay, if I bring something to you, let me have that time because I was the one that was brave enough because it takes, it really, it takes to be brave. Yeah, because you don't want to start a conflict. Right. Most of the time you just don't want to bring something up because you don't want things to, as some people would say, get out of control or spin out of control or bring up something that's going to cause a disagreement or an argument. Yeah. And I think a part of it, when we understand when you're dealing with two people, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. So I think that when you think that there's never going to be conflicts or disagreements or times to forgive and ask for forgiveness, you're not being realistic about how, what relationships are mm-hmm. because relationships really are just like we, I was talking to Auntie Didi. She was saying writing is rewriting. Well, life is forgiving and asking for forgiveness. It's almost like life over, is reliving. And over and over and over again. And it, it's not that you're ever going to get to the point that it's like, oh, I got to a point in my life where I don't ever have to ask for forgiveness and I don't ever have to forgive. It's something that's going to be a part of our life. So I think that we need to spend more time making sure that people understand the importance of it, the power of it, and how to actually walk in forgiveness. Because that is so important. Because if you don't, it's going to just sit there. Yeah. It doesn't go away. Yeah. And I love how the Bible it says to walk in forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So that's an action. You have to physically be doing something. It doesn't say stand in forgiveness. It says walk in it. So just understand that forgiveness is a journey and it takes time. And it's the best remedy for isolation, anger. Kind of what we're going through now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think about it. It's like if you would allow forgiveness to operate in your life, a lot of the relationships that are fractured would be mended. You know, we always talk about healing, repairing, and restoring. Well, the way you do that is by 
understanding the importance of forgiveness. And so that's what we're talking about on this episode of the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee. We're talking about forgiveness as a whole, where you're actually either seeking it out or you're granting it to someone who may have done something against you. And so we're going to talk about the taking responsibility part. Yes. It kind of spins a little bit into the very beginning where we talk about admitting it, but taking responsibility can be challenging because it requires you to own up to it like we said about owning it, but also empathize with the person that you've done something against. But when you take responsibility for it, it's just putting it back all on you. Right. When someone brings something to you, you have to be willing to really listen and hear their heart and try to understand them and not critique them and not, again, not pull out the blame thrower. You mm-hmm. don't want to pull out the blame thrower. And you also don't want it to become a tit for tat. When someone comes to you with something Don't let that be the time that you decide you're going to tell them all the things that they've done wrong. And it's better to only deal with one offense at a time. One area of where you're accepting forgiveness, one, you know, just like one one session at a time. And then if there's something else, it needs to be at a totally different time. And the, the the response to when somebody actually takes responsibility to that is you have to give up your right. You have to give up your right to get them back. Yeah. Revenge. Revenge is, I remember there was a show I used to watch. It was called Revenge. It says that whenever you plan to for revenge, you might as well do, dig two holes because you're going to end up, the very hole you're digging for someone else, you're going to end up in it. Mm-hmm. And so revenge is, and I think that some people's personality, it's, they, they tend to kind of think that that's a good thing. And it's only because it's what you've practiced. But I've never seen revenge end up in a good way. And because you, you, when you think about revenge, you, we can never balance the scales. No. You can do something and feel like you got someone back, but you're never going to feel good about because it. Because you're going to reap what you sow mm-hmm. and yeah. it's going to come back. And yeah. it may not come back to you. It might come back to somebody that you love mm-hmm. and that you care about. And so I think we have to be careful. The same measure that we measure out is going to be measured back to us. And so that's why forgiveness benefits us and just how we look, our stomachs, mm-hmm. our stress level. Because when you're, when you're walking, I think about the other day um, when the books came, mm-hmm. I was so mad to see that there was an error. <laughs> I was so I'm, I, I had never let myself I haven't let myself get that mad in probably about 20 years. But the amount of energy that is zapped out of me. I was so upset and angry and mad. And I realized that what I what my problem was, was that I felt like I had disappointed other people. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I fail. I'm good with that. Don't bother me. I can get up and knock, knock off the dust and keep going. But when you feel like that you have let someone else down, then the person you have to forgive is yourself. And Gil, you were so good at that. You encouraged me. You kept saying, babe, it's okay. And you said, you're going to have to forgive yourself. And that's a part of it. And we, what we're talking about on this episode of the Rich Relationship Podcast, we're talking about forgiveness, yes. seeking and granting it. But before we give you the last three topics on this subject, we have this point in our show where we kind of say our thank you yes, we for do. one. But also, I know you, you just mentioned it here a second ago about the books. Yes. Yay. Hand claps, babe. Let's get some hand claps. Listen. Guess what, guys? We want to tell you that we have finally completed The Rich Relationships, Our Marital Code to Oneness, the book. It is available on Amazon today. You can go there and pick it up. 
And if you have co-authors who are a part of this project, you can go to their websites and pick up the books. But we are so excited about what this is going to do for marriages, for relationships, for individuals, and what it's done in our lives. And I said this during our, we had the virtual launch last week yeah. for the book and for the ebook when it got released. And I gave the all the amazing co-authors the, some stats that I just kind of looked at and it just kind of stuck out to me that it was eight we're covering eight states yes 17 authors mm-hmm. uh 27 different topics yes. or 26 different topics mm-hmm. and a combined total of 409 years of marital experience amongst wow, us we need some claps for that too that is yeah. like absolutely amazing yeah it, it is and it was something that i looked at and i was like wow that is a lot of topics and information mm-hmm. and subjects because and solutions and that's the whole point that what we're trying to do is help eradicate divorce and yes. have people build repair and restore relationships because that's our goal yes. even when it comes to this yes. podcast and we want to thank you for being a part of our community and we want to thank god for the gift of the rich relationship podcast community and we love you all and we are so excited and grateful for all the people who participated in the launch who wrote the book all the co-authors the 17 co-authors the subject matter expert, and just everyone who's been a part of it. You know, Bishop Dudley for um, doing the four for us and Lady D for being there for the launch. And we had just, it was just a beautiful experience. Um, We had entertainment. Laughter, comedians, it was fun. It was wonderful. That's amazing. Gil and Renee Beaver's over 30-year relationship is the genesis for the Rich Relationship Podcast, which is designed to empower individuals with the tools, principles, and the community needed to unpack ourselves, our past, and our preconceived notions associated with relationships. Let's get empty and grow together so that our lives will be filled with love and healthy, rich relationships. Now let's go into our show. So we're talking about seeking and granting forgiveness. We already talked about not only when you admit it, you kind of acknowledge that you have to uh, grant for someone for forgiveness. You have to understand and empathize with someone. Mm -hmm. You have to define some of your future boundaries and expectations and limits. Take responsibility for it. Own it. it. You got to own it. You got to own it and give up your right for vengeance and to get back at this person. Yes. But the other part of that is... When you are actually seeking forgiveness, this is something that it's just a one liner. Don't do it again. Yeah, because, you know, the greatest way to show that you really are repentant is to turn away from it. I think about Matthew, not Matthew, but John, first John, that was really a key scripture for me when we actually started out in our walk with Christ. And it was so important to me because it talks about when I confess to God. He forgives me. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that in light of your relationships with anybody else walking this earth, that has to be our standard. That mm-hmm. has to be our. And sometimes that can be a lot more challenging and difficult than others. But it's something that is so pivotal to us as individuals that we do, because like we always say, it's for you. Yeah. And I really believe that I remember reading or I shared this post before the greatest example of repentance is changed behavior. Mm -hmm. The greatest form of apology, the greatest type of apology is not just your words, but it's when your actions precede your words. So if you really want to show someone want to be forgiven for what you've done, it's by not doing it again. It doesn't mean that you're not going to make mistakes because we're all going to, but when we continue to do the same thing over and over and over and over again, it kind of sets up in that person's heart 
a lack of trust. And then the, the part on the other side of that for, for, for granting forgiveness is you said it already. We, we coined that little term using a blame thrower. You have to give up your right to blame. Yes. Because even if this person comes to you and says they apologize for it, they, they acknowledge it, they accept all their responsibility in it. That's on the granting side. You have to give up your right to bring it back up mm -hmm. over and over and over again, because that tells me that you probably really haven't forgiven. Because one of the things I always up. say, if you want to keep something out of your heart, you have to keep it out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. So if you really want to let something go, you can't keep rehashing it and talking about it over. You can talk about it to the Lord because that might be who you need to talk to about it because he may need to deal with your heart, not so much the other person's heart. And another part of understanding about forgiveness is that I've mentioned it before is that forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. Mm -hmm. There are situations where you can forgive someone and sometimes walking in love means to walk away. Some people, you have to understand that their behavior is not healthy for them. So therefore, their behavior will never be healthy for you. So you have to make sure that you, what does that look like? You know, I have people in my life that I love and I care about and I've forgiven them, but I've chosen not to be in their personal life because of what their life does to me and how they make me feel. You have to, we talk about it, you are more than enough. A part of what that means is that you know that who you are in Christ, that's your identity. You know that it's not what you have. That's not your identity. It's, it's who you are in Christ. And you also know how to set healthy boundaries. You know how to say enough is enough. So when you know you're more than enough, you don't allow yourself to be treated poorly over and over and over again by the same person. So, And I think to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit, because if you don't, you're going to have a lot of resentment that builds up. You know, you can still be involved with this person, but if you have not really resolved that you've forgiven them and you're okay with their presence and them as a person, like you said, it doesn't mean you're going to reconcile with them and be back no. in their everyday life or even a normal cycle of interaction. But it's important that you don't harbor anything. Exactly. Because harboring things, that's building up still things inside of you, which leads you all the way back to the very beginning of holding on to grudges and resentment and, and not having really forgiven that person. And I think a part of what I understand about letting go is you're letting go of the right to give them a consequence. Mm. You're letting go of wanting to see something bad happen to them. One of the greatest ways that God really helped me to learn how to exercise forgiveness is to forgive them, but then to pray for them every single day. Mm. And, and you'll know that you have let go of it when you can see that person and you don't feel anything. You don't feel angry because, you know, you know that feeling when you're mad at somebody, you were walking out forgiveness with them and you see them and you just you want to jump at them or you want to do something. Or you just get quiet. Yeah. You get a knot in your stomach. Exactly. And so your body will tell you, you have to listen to your body. Your body will let you know if you're walking in forgiveness or if you're working in unforgiveness. And so don't assume that because you forgive that you're going to reconcile and don't assume that you're going to forgive immediately. Everyone is different. For some people, forgiveness is instant, instant, and for other people, forgiveness is, is a journey. It's a process, and you have to know how you're wired and not let someone else tell you how it's going to work for you because we're all different. You know, this is a term that you may hear, maybe you've you actually used. I'm sorry. Does that really mean you've forgiven? No. Or does that mean you just got caught or you just have to own it? But when you see, I'm sorry, 
That is totally different than an apology. Or, or this is something else that drives me bananas. I'm sorry you feel that way. That is not a part of you asking or seeking forgiveness for someone. When because you, you're still putting it back on that. That person is coming to you telling you how what you did made them feel. And you're basically belittling it to it's their problem. That's what that means. When you say it's your I'm sorry you feel that way. What you're really saying is that's your problem. So instead of doing that, we want to offer up a different alternative to say, yes. I apologize. You know, you can acknowledge how they felt because right. that's a part of the uh, seeking forgiveness part. You, you should feel something mm -hmm. that I'm sorry means I feel nothing, really. Exactly. I really don't feel anything. Yeah. But the other part of just the apology is you have to ask for their forgiveness. Yes, will you And that's something me? I think a lot of people omit or forget. You know, you've done something wrong against someone and all of a sudden you, you can acknowledge it. You can do all the things that we just already talked about. You can be understanding. You can empathize with them. You can, I'm not going to do this again. But you don't apologize. Or or for someone to say, well, I forgive you. Mm, no, nah, it doesn't work it that work way. That way. No, it I have to forgive you. If you've offended me, you can't tell me I forgive you. But I didn't do anything for you to forgive. Right. And so I think sometimes we use we use God's principles in ways that are still very centered in self-centeredness. And then we wonder why. They, well, forgiveness doesn't work. Well, forgiveness doesn't work if you're using it. The, if you're not using it properly. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to help us to do is to better understand how to use biblical principles in our everyday life where we see the full benefit of it. So the person who's asking for forgiveness is not is a person who has to be willing to forgive and not for you to tell, oh, I, I, I forgive you. It's like, no, that's not the way that right. it works. Because when you think about that, it's not going to be a quick process. Even when you do accept mm -hmm. someone's, you know, they ask, they apologize and ask for forgiveness and you communicate, I forgive you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not going to be a quick process. And sometimes you have to forgive someone who will never, ever say, I'm sorry, or I, or I was wrong, I or apologize. I hurt you. Yeah. And so that's, to me, the, the most difficult type of forgiveness is to forgive someone and understand that you can't change what happened and the behavior that they display towards you. Forgiveness is you letting go. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that other person is going to ever be a part of it. And so I think that there's so many different ways we forgive. We have to forgive ourselves. We have to forgive other people. We have to understand that in forgiveness, it's not always going to be reconciliation. Right. It doesn't mean that in forgiveness that the trust has to be built again. Mm -hmm. And so forgiveness is so complex and so beneficial, but we need to understand what it's not. It's not a, a magic wand. It doesn't make you lose your mind. It doesn't make you forget. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be just like it was before. If trust was broken, it's going to have to be rebuilt. And you know, a part two to that is, and don't push yeah. your partner. Yes. Because if they say they've forgiven you and you really haven't, you expect it to go back to the way it was before the offense happened, sometimes it doesn't happen yeah. that easily. And sometimes easily. it could be better than it was before because I think that when you have these um, coll collide, you know, co collisions in personalities and just beliefs, and sometimes you step on someone's toes or you do or say something, I think that you have that. That's, a, that's an opportunity to grow right. and to learn more about yourself and that other person if you see it that way. Don't think that being in a relationship means everything's going to always be wonderful because it's not. And, and, and especially when I say don't push your partner, don't push them to be 
forgiving you or acting like everything is back to normal. Right. You'll see it because they have to process things. Yeah, still. it takes time. And, and like for you, you're a processor mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm not. And so we have to learn how to understand the way the other person forgives, the way that they um, communicate, the way that they go through life. Even when it comes to a conversation, some people, when you're a processor, then you have to process it. When you're a communicator, you so you you communicate your way through it. But everyone is different, and so we have to be able even to forgive and understand that forgiveness is what really keeps your relationship intimate. It does. It really makes a big difference when you understand all of your relationships. When you don't hold grudges, and if you because a part of it is that it's easy to be okay when everything is okay. But when you can still maintain a relationship after there was a fallout, that makes your relationship stronger. Mm-hmm. And the last two we're going to talk about during this episode is, you said it already, that happened with the books when they came. Yeah, you have to mad. forgive yourself. Yeah, I was mad. And this is even talking about it when you're actually seeking forgiveness from someone or your spouse, significant other. Forgive yourself because yeah. even when you do something wrong and you've gone through all the steps that we just kind of ex- explained there in this episode, Forgive yourself. And it actually is, you know, people sometimes think of forgiving someone as being weak, but it actually takes a lot of courage and it's a lot of work to forgive because mm-hmm. you have to work through. It's actually easier just to hold a grudge. It, it doesn't is. feel good. I mean, for you physically, it doesn't unless that's what you're used to doing. It caters to that fleshly aspect of our lives. And, and it go, it's still centered in I want what I want. I don't care what you want. And people who struggle with forgiveness are like porcupines. They're very hard to get close to. You know, what you just said there about the how it feels, that's what Ephesians is actually talking about when it talks about get rid of all the bitterness and yes. rage and everything that is on the inside of you because that is what you have to change. We are always struggling and warring against the flesh versus yes. the spirit that lives on the inside of us for those who have who have accepted Christ and called according to his plan and purpose for our lives. And if that is not you, you can always just pray that prayer of salvation and, and ask for that because that is pivotal to the even all the things we've been talking about during this episode of forgiveness because it is essential because and, it, and that's the highest level of forgiveness is eternal salvation. It is. And and if we we would we would be remiss to not offer you an opportunity to give your heart to Christ because at the center of every marriage relationship it ha- it takes three. It does. It's you, it's God and your spouse. And even in a family, a family can't function, a family can't grow without a foundation. And the only foundation that we know that is unchangeable is a relationship with Jesus Christ. So we would really um, love to give you an opportunity to give your heart to Christ. If you've not done that, please call us. We'll pray with you. Reach out to us. But Forgiveness at the epitome of what it was designed to do. It was designed to build relationships with our Heavenly Father, with ourselves and with other people. Because that's what it's really, really all about. And you mentioned it as we go into the end of the episode. You talked about it and I just wanted to kind of reemphasize it. Sometimes reconciliation is possible. Yeah. And And sometimes it's not. And and just because it doesn't happen doesn't mean the relationship has to be over. No. It, it's just changing in dynamics and, and the way the relationship is, is new again. Yes, yes. And so it's important that we understand that forgiveness is for us. 
when we don't forgive, we don't hurt the person we're not forgiving, we're hurting ourselves. And if you find yourself frustrated and angry and upset and you have a knot and you, you know, you just have a bad disposition, you might need to check how often you're forgiving yourself, other people, and even asking for forgiveness. And we will see you guys next week on the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your investment in time. Remember to subscribe to the show and hit the notification icon to be notified when new episodes are posted on the podcast platform that you're listening from. Or you can always find us on our website at richrelationshipsus.com or our YouTube channel, Rich Relationships with Gil Renee. If you found this podcast helpful or you think it can help someone that you know and care about, please pass it along and share it with them. And also, you can always send your questions and comments to richrelationships.us at gmail.com. This is a weekly podcast, and the new episodes are going to be posted on Monday by 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow.